You're listening to MOG Channel. This is MOD channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 4 from verse 14. We're going to be doing an exposition, a study on it. And um, I guess one of the things we're going to be highlighting today is honor, right? But then let's just read through and then you'll get the gist of where we're going, okay? So it says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee and went out his fame all through the region around about and he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all so notice that he was glorified of all he taught in all their synagogues and all that but then he came to nazareth verse 14 or 16 where he had been brought up so notice he was brought up here this is where he was born and brought up or sorry brought up actually not born he wasn't born in nazareth later his family relocated to nazareth and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day and stood up for to read okay so i want you to notice something that as his custom was so jesus was actually a trained teacher in those days you couldn't just get up and teach he was actually trained he was a rabbi many times we call him rabbi teacher so he was a trained teacher within the jewish system you know who knew the laws of moses and all that stuff verse 17 and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it's written the spirit of the lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable of the lord and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and what sat down he closed the book gave it to the minister and sat down and the eyes of them there were all on the synagogue were all fasting on him and he began to say unto them this day is this scripture fulfilled in your midst on your ears and all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth and they said is not this joseph's son so after being all they just remember say wait this guy was brought up here this is joseph's son in fact if you go to the this is luke if you go to the mark version they will ask questions they they expanded they say stuff like ah is this not Joseph's son is this not Mary actually it was Mary's son they said don't we know these guys brothers and sisters are they not here with us and that one even says they took offense so that's what they, that, that was their reaction you know let's go back to verse 14 and Jesus returned the power of the spirit in Galilee and went out all his fame throughout all the regions and about and he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all are you seeing that being glorified of all but he came to his own hometown where he was brought up they've seen him play in the sand they've seen him chase that is they've all played they've all so probably his mates age mates classmates all the people that grew up with him at this point he's in his 30s so all of them are like ah bruh we knew you <laughs> my guy leave all this stuff we knew you right and they're wondering what's going on here and see what just now says Verse 24, and he said, Verily I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Verse 25, but I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Isaiah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout the land. But unto none was Elijah sent, except unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. 
So something quite interesting here, you know, is it's quite intriguing. I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, wow. See what happened. He's referring to the story of Elijah and the widow, right? You can find that story in First Kings, actually, First Kings chapter seventeen, and it talks about the story of Elijah and the widow at Zarephath, who fed him. And so, I did some digging. I said, let's go look at that story because he's saying, if, according to what he's saying here, he's saying that there were many widows in Israel. But why is it that God? Because he first of all says that a prophet is without honor in his own hometown, in his own country where he comes from, where he was brought up. Everywhere else, they honor him. Everywhere else, they reverence him. But when you come to the people that know him, that saw him grow up, those people do not usually reverence him or honor him. And so, he now now uses Elijah to buttress his point. See that? He begins to use Elijah to expand on his point. He says, Elijah, that there were many widows in Israel when there was famine. That time that Elijah shut the heavens for three years and six months. There are many widows in Israel, but who was he sent to? None other than what? A widow. The widow of Zarephath. You know, we always just thought that that was an instruction from God. Just go, I've commanded the widow to feed you and everything. But what made that widow a candidate? What made that widow the person that God sent him to? Because you are seeing that the Bible tells us clearly that there are many widows in Israel. There are many. But he sent, God sent him to one. And the widow self that he sent to was not even in Israel. Why? <laughs> Why? Because of dishonor. You see that? Because he already said in verse 24, a prophet is not accepted in his own country. Remember, he said that everywhere else a prophet is not without honor. But in his own hometown, he's not accepted. Are you seeing that? So the issue there was honor. Was honor. In other words, Elijah, as powerful as he was, nothing he was actually greatly dishonored in his time people did not regard him people didn't care about him in his time you get that yes they didn't care about him and if you if you if you look you also know they were that time they were also highly into idol worship so the prophet of the lord was not so regarded because many of them were turned into idolatry so you are now going to realize that god's god was not biased in whom he sent elijah to he sent elijah to a widow because of honor. So let's look at First Kings chapter 17, right? The word of the Lord came to him, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there, gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray you, a little water in a vessel and I, that I may drink. And she was going to fetch it, and he called out to her and said, Bring me, I pray you, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as you have said. But make me therefore a small order of a little cake first and bring it to me. And after make for you and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. Now, I want you to notice something. First of all, he says, please give me some water. This is a period of famine. Give me some water. She says, okay. He now says, please give me some food or something. And she says, look, she was honest with him. You get her heart. was. You can tell the posture of the woman's heart. Say, look, let me just tell you the truth. This is exactly, I would love to give you food. 
but this is the problem or situation we're facing. And he just, she just says it. And then, when Elijah now tells her, look, okay, fine, I'll help you. But just do what you want to do, but give me a little first from it. And he now gives her the word of the Lord and says, look, the barrel will not run dry, the oil will not finish. Let me say this, it takes honor and belief for her to do this because she went and did it according to the word of Elijah and she and her house did it many days. Would you do it? You think about it. Would you do it? If a man emoji came and told you that thing, would you do it unless you believed in the person? Would you do it unless you honor the person who comes and tells you, oh, this is a lot of food in your house. Eh, I know you want to eat it, fine. But first of all, give me, just give me small first. Let me eat this one first. This is what, Lord, what God is saying. You know, and if anyone else comes to your house, you just say, I beg, go to hell. I beg, get, 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 get out of here. You won't believe the person, most likely, right? So it says something that it takes honor, you know, to believe a person. It takes, you have to believe, or honor and belief go hand in hand. Honor and belief what? Go hand in hand. Now, I want us to pay attention to, because we're going to come back here, but I think uh, Mark, Mark chapter mark chapter 4 oh and by the way you see that this woman also got her son raised to life it wasn't just you, you see how she she received this miracle first after this miracle the next thing that happened you're going to read down you see that her son died and she came to the prophet again and lamented and wept and all and she got her son back to life her son came back to life i mean and that, that just makes a whole lot of sense because she was able to receive his ministry Okay, so let's go to Mark. I think Mark has a very wonderful, um, it's the same story, but there's just some extra details there. So Mark chapter 6, right, verse 1, okay? So it says here, And he went out from hence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From when did this man say these things and what wisdom is it that was given to him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands is not this the carpenter the son of mary and the brother of james and joseph that's i think that's yeah. joseph yeah and of judah and simon that's his brothers actually and are not his sisters here with us and they were offended at him so the same thing they looked at him ah what are you saying is it not you that was playing with us before is it not you that i, I even tapped your head that time and I, ah, what are you saying you you know they were offended Verse 4, but Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, in his own house. And he could dare do no mighty work, except he laid hands on, upon his physical and healed them. Right? So, now, in says verse 6, And he marveled because of their unbelief. So, you see, verse 4 says, He said the prophet is without honor. Verse 6, he says he marveled at their unbelief. So, he equates unbelief to honor. In other words, if you don't believe in in someone you cannot honor them to honor is to place value to honor is actually to place what worth on someone you get that yes is to place value to place worth on somebody that's actually what it means to place value and place worth so when there's no value or worth placed on a person right it is said that you do not honor that person but then Aside from that, you have to believe in the person to honor the person. You have to believe in the person to value the person. Same thing with the minister. You have to believe in the minister to value the minister. In the Old Testament, just you know, you know, when there was a time when Israel had a battle to fight, and then the prophet of God, you know, came and gave a word. 
Then later the words are spoken. It says, believe in the Lord and you'll be established. Believe in his prophet and you will prosper. So believe in the Lord, you'll be established. Believe his prophet and you'll prosper. You have to believe that person. And this is one thing, you know, in healing meetings, in um, or if you have a pastor or you have a shepherd over you, this is actually how you get the best out of that person, right? You have to believe in the person's ministry. You have to believe in the hand of God on the person. You have to believe in the fact that God has set this person apart for the work of ministry. Has set this person apart for you. You have to believe. It is from believing in the person that honor will, will, will break forth, right? Because we see cases, there are cases or instances where Sarah will come for the same thing and they all prayed for. But you see that there's some people that just keep on receiving, keep on receiving. There's a way your heart has to be. There's a way your heart has to be. So, the widow of Zarephath, you can see that there's a very big difference between her disposition, the way she even treated the prophet. And not just that, after that, the prophet lodged with her. She actually gave him accommodation. He was there with her for the whole period where there was famine. And he was eating there regularly with them. Can you imagine that? I mean, how people would do that? But yeah, the Bible says there are many widows in Israel. Yet, that didn't happen with any of them. Why? Dishonor dishonor the way they saw him the way they treated him you get god couldn't send his prophet to people that would dishonor him because you see god wanted his prophet to eat so if he sent the prophet to people that would dishonor him the prophet would not eat so he had to send so imagine god could not find a, a widow that could that could believe the prophet he couldn't find one in israel so he had to leave israel send him out of his own country to go and find someone that would honor him and that's that's crazy but that also is a very strong indication of you know things that happen where you know you can have a culture of, of dishonor or there can be someone in your family who has now become a pastor and then the way you would treat the person in the house let me tell you, you will not receive look let me say this and i'll say it clearly that even i as a pastor i know that people that are probably related to me that as much as oh he's a pastor you know from afar, oh nice nice he's doing work commission praise god praise god praise god you understand and they even see some of the testimonies and the healings and everything but most times they will never receive those such healings they will never be part of those things they will never receive why because of the way they still see me the way they still see me oh that boy oh, uh, that kid that's uh, yeah, yeah yeah come on, come on. <laughs> and it's something that has to actually change in, in your life you have to be able to see the gifts of god or the gifts that god has given you you have to see them differently you have to honor them reverence them. that's how you get the best out of them and even one more right if you go back to that um that book you're going to see that another thing that occurred was that uh, this guy that's back to luke actually luke chapter 4 you're going to see that another thing that jesus said is that in verse 26 but not unto the um verse yeah verse 27 and many lepers were in israel in the time of elijah the prophet and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the syrian did you see that Except Neman, if you know the story of Neman, Neman was actually an Assyrian general who uh, his house girl was an Israeli, Israelite and he was a leper. And the house girl told her madam, that's his wife, say, Look, there's a prophet that can help your husband. And Neman rushed down, took permission from the king, rushed down, brought a lot of gifts to give the prophet. You know, and the prophet gave him an instruction. At first, he grumbled, but he did it and he got cleansed. And that was the only leper that got cleansed. In the whole of Israel, so a, so many lepers roaming Israel, but none of them could receive from the prophet. A culture of dishonor, a culture of dishonor, familiarity. Oh, we know him. Is another person? Familiarity. And so, the what is the point of all this we're sharing? Is to come down to your doorstep and help you realize that there are people that God sends into your life, 
right? One thing you have to learn is the ability to recognize such people. Your pastor, your pastor, sometimes give be friends or people that God has just set in your life for a season. And the way you recognize it, first of all, this person is special to me. This person, God has set this person in my life for these particular purposes. That's the first thing. Second thing is to is, is, is your response to recognition should be honor. It should be honor. Honor is not just giving money. Honor is the worth and value you place on the person. Right? How much value do you place on your pastor, for example? How much worth do you place on your pastor? How do you see your pastor? And that value and worth is shown in the way you follow his instructions. His meetings with you, do you attend them early or late? Right? How do you carry out what he has said you should do? You get my point. Like, how do you how do you think of your pastor? Do you take care of your pastor? There are many things that come, you know, around that sort of honor. But the point of it is that the person is there for a certain reason. He has a responsibility over your life. You get there are things that he's supposed to do in your life. And it's actually through honor that you are able to position yourself to receive. See someone like Elijah was there. There are many people that could have gotten healed in this time. There are many widows that could have actually um, gotten provision. So many people, so many things could have happened. However, you see that Hardly anybody received from him, just a few people received from him because in their hearts they despised him. They could not reverence him the way they were supposed to be. You see that? So that's it. Honor, right? So just search, it's about soul searching. Check yourself and say, where am I missing it? What are the areas where I'm not doing what I should be doing? And then you begin to work on yourself. You get begin to put some work into it, begin to find a way and fine-tune your actions. Alright? So guys, that is it for today. Alright, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Make sure you share this with somebody. Help them to also get blessed. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sien. P-S-T dot E-S-S-I-E-N. See you there.